Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 179. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and of course, this is the weekly podcast devoted to podcasting, answering all of your questions. Of course, if you are a brand new podcaster, that's great. Welcome to the show. If you've been podcasting for a couple months, this is for you. If you've been podcasting longer than I have, that's totally cool, too. The only thing is, I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, you're willing to take your podcast to the next level because that's what this show is all about. It's not about just being comfortable with what's good enough. It's always saying, okay, good enough is a great place to start, but let's kick it up a notch every single new episode that we release Let's make it bigger and better than the one before. Well, my friends, I am delighted to be here and to tell you right now a little bit of an overview of what we're going to cover today. I'm going to take a call from Chef Tony, who actually asked uh, two questions. Uh, One is about RSS feeds. Uh, As far as um, concerning, you know, should he separate his podcast from his blogs? And then, of course, he wants to know about Podbean and Podomatic for hosting versus uploading to his own servers. Uh, So he's got some questions there. My good friend Andrew McGivern gave us a call with the suggestion of an application on Facebook. That's right. We're going to talk a little bit about that and my own personal experience with it. Uh, We're going to get a call from John Wilkerson who wants to know why my site looks absolutely cruddy on the mobile bla- platforms and uh, how I've got some uh, some reasoning behind that, and I'll explain that when we get to it. Uh, we've got a thesis theme question about uh, category headers and how I did a certain thing on my site. I'm going to reveal a little bit of a hidden secret about how I accomplished something that really radically transformed the way my website is laid out. I, I absolutely love it. I'll give you a little bit of a uh, a review of what's gone on with my trip to Boston this past weekend. I uh, went to PodCamp Boston 5, had a totally awesome time in that city. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about it here. And of course, I want to give you an update on the Passive Income Strategy webinar and want to share something off my heart from that. I'm a little concerned about the results so far. And so uh, we're going to touch on all of those things here today in this episode. So To kick things off, let's turn over to Chef Tony and see what two questions he has. Hey, Cliff. How are you? My name is Tony Marchati, also known as Chef Tony, and I'm a big fan of yours. Just discovered you actually recently through Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income uh, .com website, and I've become a big fan of his products as well. I'm a restaurateur and chef and interested in the internet marketing and uh, podcasting extremely. Problem is I've been researching podcasting for a long time, and Played around with it, but I had a couple quick questions that I thought might benefit your viewers or your listeners as well. I have a feed on my WordPress uh, blog that I use for my blogging portion of my website for the restaurant. And the feed is essentially a mix of blog posts, audio, and video that I post up. Uh, And my curiosity is, I guess, if that's best to make that the feed URL to plug into iTunes, or is it better to somehow either tag my audio uploads, which would be my podcast, with a special tag or 
whether there's another method to best uh, clean, you know, have a clean feed to my podcast uh, episodes. Second question is when using something like, you know, Podmatic or Podbean or one of those type services, uh, do you feel like it's better to upload to those types of services and then feed from there or better just to upload the audio into your WordPress site and um, link it that way? I'm, I'm thinking that the fact that these other sites have so much audio going back and forth, they're probably much faster bandwidth and probably better. But I just thought that might be a question that might benefit some of your listeners. Keep doing the great job you're doing, and I'll be listening. Thanks so much. Chef Tony, I am so thankful for your call, and I'm so glad you found out about me through um, uh, Pat Flynn's show. And and that's very exciting to hear. I know that a lot of people have been telling Pat, hey, I'm so excited I found your Smart Passive Income podcast as a result of hearing from you on Cliff's show. And uh, it just goes to the power, show you the power of, of basically networking and building real relationships with other people out there and, and just the, the cross-promotion that will happen just by sharing your network with other people. Uh, so I encourage you as podcasters, build relationships, build bridges, and uh, some great things will happen for you. I can promise you that. Let's get to your questions, though. The first thing is, is that you said you have a WordPress blog where you have, you know, you've got a couple different categories of, of different posts in there. You've got video posts, a bunch of text blog posts, and stuff like that. The question is, should you take that RSS feed that includes all of that, you know, written blog content, should you, cons- and, and of course that might occasionally have a, a podcast episode, you know, in there somewhere, should you just take that and send that on, that feed onto uh, iTunes? Now, again, this is going to be a little bit of a personal preference here, but I'm going to tell you my very strong personal preference is I do not like the idea of sending an RSS feed to iTunes that has anything in it other than content that is meant to be delivered to iTunes. So this is what I do. I have, for example, podcastanswerman.com is a perfect example of this. At podcastanswerman.com, I have a category called blog. And and I also have a a category called podcast. And so when you go to my website, which let me pull it up here real quick, I'm going to go ahead and pull up podcastanswerman.com, which may take a second to load because I'm looking here, I'm uploading one, two, three, four, five podcasts that I recorded earlier today. And you know what? I'm, I'm noticing I don't have the categories listed on here at all. But anyway, I I have I have a I have one of each, and on the last iteration of my site, I actually had it to where you could there was a little thing in the nav menu where you could click blog posts or podcast episodes, and and maybe I might think about adding that back to the site now that I think of it. But it's not that all that important to me. the The most important thing is that people see what's on the front page of my site. You know, it's the most relevant, up-to-date, uh, recently released content on the site. And of course, there's a lot of ways you can browse. But uh, yeah, maybe I should put that in there. I just have to find a way to to reorganize the nav menu because I got help about contact, equipment, services I provide, recommendations. I bet you if I took services I provide, to just services, I would then have a place for a blog and then podcast episodes. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, so I'm back. I I had to pause there for just a second. And uh, I want to let you know that first and foremost, now if you actually go to my site, you see uh, the nav bar has been changed. It actually says home about contact equipment services 
recommendations, and then it says blog entries, podcast episodes. And um, one of the things that I just noticed is that what I've done on gspn.tv with my category headings, uh, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more in just a few moments because I think that uh, my last call of today is going to come to this. But we'll we'll get to that later. But at least what I want to let you know is that I did go in and I added my blog, you know, my blog category heading for a page up there at the in the nav menu and my podcast episodes. And so what I do is I make sure that I have a a, a category that only has podcast episodes. Now, when I create a podcast episode, I also put that in the blog category because I want people who are subscribed to the blog RSS feed via Google Reader or whatever the case may be, I want them to also be able to consume the audio and text content of my podcast as well in their blog. Like Google Reader will automatically see the enclosure and give you a player button and and all kinds of other things. So I want to make sure that the people who are subscribed to the blog get everything, including the audio content, but I want iTunes to not get the written content. I want it to only get the podcast content that I meant to send to iTunes. And uh, one of the reasons for this is, you know, I've got a hundred. This is my hundred and seventy ninth episode of Podcast Answer Man. And let's just say, if I tell it to only show the most recent fifty episodes in in the RSS feed, if I have, if I got on a really big blogging streak and I put, you know, let's just say the last 50 posts on my site uh, are such that, you know, 13, you know, 25 of them are are podcast episodes and 25 of them are uh, blog entries, written blog entries. Well, in iTunes, it's only going to show the most recent 25 podcast episodes. And if I were to, let's just go on a big, huge, long streak of posting blog posts and put another 10 episodes out there, then what's going to happen is is uh, before I record my next podcast episode, the uh, iTunes is only going to show the most recent 15 episodes. So I, so I like to make sure that I'm getting the maximum number of podcast episodes in the actual podcast feed, and that's why I prefer to have that own, that RSS feed. And just for the record, I like to go ahead, and, and WordPress does this great. If you put, uh, as long as you have your permalinks set up correctly, it should be able to be like podcastanswerman.com or whatever the name of your podcast is, slash category, slash the name of the category, and then you can put slash F-E-E-D, and that is the RSS feed for just that podcasting category. So um, it, it, that's the way that I prefer doing it, Chef Tony. I hope that, that that helps you out. I prefer having, you know, you don't just tag it. You, you, you categorize any of your podcast audio content or even podcast video content. If you're sending video to iTunes, just anything that's going in the podcast, put it in that category. Your second question was about Podbean and Podomatic hosting. I'm sorry, I'm just gasping. I, I, but I don't like the name of either of those services personally. But if your podcasting is a hobby, why not go for it? Now, to your question of whether or not they're going to be faster than uploading to your own server, well, it depends on the speed of your own server. Uh, but just because those services actually pedal a lot more or pedal, uh, because they they transact a lot more. Uh, audio content than your own web server might. Uh, the issue with some of these services is eh, their their speeds aren't that great. Now, to be honest with you, and to be fair to these two services, I've never personally used them. 
but I have many clients who have hired me to help get their stuff out of there. Um, I'm all about using uh, a third-party media host for your MP3 files. I would not recommend uploading those files to your to your website or to your web server. If you, I, I just want to encourage. If you've never done this before, please do me a favor. Go to podcastanswerman.com/hosting. If you have never read that post, especially the note at the very bottom, which is a, cha- a chat transcript that I had with uh, Bluehost, I I encourage you to go and read that right now. Go to podcastanswerman.com/hosting. And, and read what's written there. Uh, it, it's very important. I don't like the idea, the concept of taking your MP3 files that it's going to be delivered out to the world and putting them on your web server. I also don't like the idea of putting them on Podbean and Podomatic, but as long as they work, it's fine. The only thing I definitely want to request that you never do is use Podomatic and, and, and Podbean for everything, especially your RSS feed. If you've got WordPress, put your show notes on your on your uh, WordPress installation, create a, a podcast category that you can put all those episodes in, hyperlink to the MP3 file. It doesn't matter if it's on Podbean, archive.org, or my preference, which is libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N, stands for Lim- Liberated Syndication. I will tell you a couple things. I have no financial gain to get from you signing up with Libsyn. I do have financial gain if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash hosting and you decide to go with a Bluehost account, I do get a, an affiliate commission there. So just want to be clear on that. But I prefer using Libsyn. Uh, but it doesn't matter where your podcast episodes, where those MP3 files are, as long as you're linking to them in your WordPress post and that's where the enclosure happens. Taking that RSS feed, and of course I always like to take those RSS feeds and feed them through, through FeedBurner. If you you are definitely not going to be using a WordPress installation right away and you want to use a free service like Blogger, like WordPress.com or or Podbean or Podomatic, whatever RSS feed they give you, do not, absolutely, hands down, do not submit the, that RSS feed to iTunes. Don't let those people do that for you. You must protect your subscriptions. And so take the RSS feed from that third-party service that is not your own. And even if you have WordPress, take that RSS feed, send it to FeedBurner, create your feed there, and then take your feed burner from feed your feed from FeedBurner and send that to iTunes. And that way, when you decide to leave that service or they go bankrupt or whatever the case might possibly be down the road, you can always just say, hey, Feed burner. Instead of pulling the RSS feed information from over here, I've moved over here, and you switch that one little spot, and your RSS subscribers absolutely have no clue that you did anything, and they stay subscribed. Everybody's happy. The world is good. So, Chef Tony, I hope that answers your two questions. We're going to move now to a call that I got from Andrew McGivern. Hi, my name is Andrew McGivern, calling from Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, this is some uh, voicemail feedback for the podcast Answer Man. I've uh, been playing around with uh, RSS Graffiti, and uh, I think it's really cool because what I managed to do, and I've been trying to get this to work for a while, is to get uh, my podcast to play right on my Facebook wall with an audio player. 
And with RSS Graffiti, it'll pull any uh, RSS feed content into into Facebook from you know various sites that you want. And uh, if you click the standard uh, standard um, option, it'll include like a video player or an audio player right on the wall, which is great. Uh, if you if you go on Facebook and you type in uh, search for the Bunker Project, which is uh, our new our new uh, podcast focusing focusing on social media and podcasting and internet marketing, uh, you can see what I mean. It's got a list of our shows uh, with a big audio player that you can click and play right from Facebook. So I thought that might be something that uh, GSPN uh, listeners might be interested in hearing about, especially the podcast answer man or the uh, uh, social media serenity, possibly. Uh, that's it for now. Keep up the great work. Uh, love being a Plus member. Uh, Business Tech Le- Weekly is one of the reasons why I became a Plus member. And just listening to the other uh, the show the other day, well worth the ten bucks just for that one show. And uh, I'll talk to you again in the future. Bye bye. Andrew, thank you so much for that amazing feedback, and uh, I'm so thankful to have you as a GSPN.TV Plus member. Folks, if you have never read about it, head over to GSPN.TV slash plus. It is one of the ways that uh, I earn an income through creating audio content, and um, check it out, GSPN.TV slash plus. But anyway, Andrew, to your uh, feedback here, thank you for the heads up on RSS Graffiti. Uh, there there was another application a long time ago that used to work to put these audio files right there on my Facebook page, and it quit working. Uh, but uh, I, I, I went ahead and I went to Facebook. I did a search for The Bunker Project, and I found your Facebook wall, and I was able to scroll down and see an episode of your podcast and and I saw the player there and I clicked play. It took a couple seconds to load, uh, but it, as soon as it did, it, it it played right there on the wall. Now the thing is, is I've installed RSS Graffiti on my own uh, Facebook fan page for GSPN.TV community and also my own personal uh, profile, and it is pulling in the the data, the the content from all the posts on my site, but it's not putting up the audio player. And I have a sneaking suspicion that this is due to the fact that my my enclosures lately on a couple of my WordPress installations are not going so well. And what I'm finding is that it's returning some invalid information when it goes out to get this information uh, from the from the MP3 file. It's coming back and it's it's actually putting the RSS um, information or the enclosure information as a TXT file. And I bet you if it said M, you know, if it said it was an audio file, I bet you that's what clues off RSS graffiti to hit play. Now, I've not really worried about it up to this point, these enclosures, because they're still delivering to iTunes and, and it still works on the RSS player on my own site. And, and so I've not really had a chance to go and figure out why on earth is this happening uh, but I should before I get like 900 episodes into doing this before I finally solve the problem. If anybody else out there is having the issue where your your enclosures are coming back as a TXT file and you find the answer before I get a chance to find out, please let me know. I'd love to hear as soon as you know. I it, I'm, I think the first place I'm going to go is to, um, I'm going to have to go to Libsyn to see if there's a reason why maybe they're not sending the information if it's not getting it. 
Um, another place is I use a plugin called KGN Closer Flex, and I might need to look there, and uh, you know, possibly might have to find a replacement if if for that plugin if that happens to be the culprit. But I'll try to remember to keep you guys up to date and posted as to what I find out there. But uh, again, RSS Graffiti it definitely works on Andrew's site, uh, and it's something that I have installed at least to bring in all my posts from my sites, and and it does a really wonderful job great application for Facebook to, to bring your content in from your RSS feeds. Andrew, thank you for that feedback. And again, thank you for your Plus membership. Next up, we go to John Wilkerson. John, take it away. Take a lift. John Wilkerson here from the Jesus Geek podcast over at JesusGeek.info. And I'm sending you this little voice memo to ask you why you don't have your sites optimized for mobile browsers. I don't ever listen to your podcast in front of a computer. I always have my iPod or my iPhone with me. And when I had a BlackBerry, I had a BlackBerry with me. And whenever you mention check this link out in the show notes, um, I would browse to it. And what I would get is this really horribly uh, non-navigable version of your website on uh, my mobile browser. And it's easy to fix with a simple plugin that will cover just about every mobile platform that's out there. Um, just wondering why you've chosen not to optimize your sites for uh, mobile devices, especially considering how much they're taking off these days. That's it. And thanks. Bye. John, thank you very much for your feedback. Uh, and uh, <laughs> although horribly non-navigable, whoo, anyway... Uh, somebody talking about your, your site and using the word horrible in there is just like, ah, screeching. But anyway, I know, I, I, I get your heart. I know where you're coming from. You're and, and by the way, John, John's a good friend and has been listening for a very long time and provides lots of valuable feedback. And I love the fact that he's such a, uh, a, an eager participant in the community here at gspn.tv. So John, I do thank you for your feedback. Uh, the answer your que- to your question is my site was, um, uh, what did you say? It was, uh, it was optimized for mobile browsing. Couldn't think of the word optimized there for a second. Anyway, uh, it was optimized and I de-optimized it. Uh, I got really sick of having, I actually, I use, I use an iPhone to browse the web uh, randomly. I use my iPad to browse the web, and with the thesis theme, I actually like the I like to look at my site on my iPhone the way it looks without the plugins to for the mobile browsing. And uh, I matter of fact, for the longest time, I had been using WP Touch the plugin, and it's a it's an easy plugin, it's free. You just go into Add New and your plugins, type in WP Touch, you click Install, and I mean, there's some things you can configure if you want to, but man, even if you didn't, it's it's just good to go. And you load it up, and your 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 site is mo- optimized for mobile browsing. Well, to be honest with you, I, the the reason why I disabled it is because every single time I hated, I got tired of going to the bottom and saying, "Okay, turn off this mobile browser," because uh, I wanted to I wanted to see my site. I th- I think the actual website itself, using the thesis theme the way I have it laid up. It laid out. It actually looks really darn good. Um, you know, I just do that quick little double tap on the left hand side, and it shows me just the the content column, and I can actually flip the phone sideways and read it bigger text and and read and navigate pretty well, and I can actually see the buttons on the right hand side, and 
Um, I can actually click through the nav menu. Even even on the iPhone, I can actually do all the navigation of sub of the sub menus and stuff. So it was actually a personal preference of mine. I I actually got to the point where I think mobile browsers. I don't know what I can't speak for the for the the Blackberries, but I know mobile browsers on the iPhone and and on the iPad. It I'd just rather not be encumbered by an ugly, uh, non branded. Um, mobile browser, and I wanted to have people to be able to see the nice graphical artwork on my site. But here's the thing, you know, it, it, it's not just, we as podcasters, we can't be doing what's just great for us. So I'm going to ask you guys, leave me a comment. Uh, it's going to be podcastanswerman.com, episode 179. Go there, click to leave us a comment, please. Click to leave me a comment, and tell me what you prefer. Do you prefer just browsing the site the way it is, or do you want me to reinstall? The, would you prefer that I reinstall the WP Touch uh, um, theme or plugin so that you can have a mobile theme? And of course, it, it does give you the ability to scroll all the way down to the bottom and turn off the mobile theme. Uh, but uh, you know, I just, I just, it, for me, it was a personal preference, and that's why I literally went through the trouble of going to all of my different sites and. Un- I actually deactivated it for a while, and then eventually, I just went ahead and I deleted it. I, I was that's I was that done with that. Um, but you know, I I'm willing to be set. To, you know, I'm willing to do what the community as a whole wants. And if if there's a strong enough desire to so much so that you know, let's say we get three or four or five people who will say, hey, I want the mobile the optimized mobile browser. If you could put that back, I really liked it. If I see that in the comments for episode 179, then by golly, you watch the WP Touch theme will be right back on there. Uh, so, you know, that, there you go. That, that's my reasoning, though, John. I hope, I hope that makes sense. All right, so moving along, uh, we have a thesis question. And this person, believe it or not, as far as I know, I'm going to listen again. This will be the third time or no, fourth time I've heard the voicemail. But uh, I don't think that they left their name. But here we go. Hey, Cliff. First of all, I just want to tell you I love your shows. I've been uh, tuning in to uh, GSPN TV uh, after I heard your last episode. I think it was on Podcast Answer Man where you were talking about all the site improvements and everything that you've done. Uh, it looks awesome. The reason why I'm calling is I do a uh, podcast. We're a veteran-based podcast. The show's called Chairborne Commandos, and we're thinking about doing shows of multiple topics on one website, similar to the setup that you have. I also rock the thesis uh, WordPress theme, and I was wondering if you could share a little bit about how you basically set up those category headers. Is that something that you use, you know, open hooks, or, you know, how you, how you did that would be uh, nice. Maybe you could put something up or... I don't know which show it's going to appear on, be it GSPN TV or Podcast Answer Man. But either way, I'll keep uh, tuning in, and hopefully you can reveal that. Because if it's just something where I need to add some code, I think it'd be nice if I can get our uh, our show going. Anyways, God bless you. Thanks for all the uh, good stuff you're doing, and uh, take care. All right. Well, thank you very much for the call. I wish I knew your name, so I could thank you by name. But uh, again, I, I thank you for for listening to the shows and and that you enjoy them this much. And uh, you know, the funny thing is, is you know, I paused earlier and while I was recording when Chef uh, Tony asked me about you know the different categories, and I realized they didn't have the categories. And while I was paused, I was going to go ahead and create the category header for podcast episodes. 
uh, on podcastanswerman.com. So it would actually say, hey, welcome to podcastanswerman.com podcast. Here's a description about what this show is, blah, 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 you know, and have the subscription links all right there. And I was going to do some kind of, uh, you know, category heading for blog entries as well. And I noticed that I can't do it with Thesis 1.6. Um, and so that's exactly what I'm using. I'm on podcastanswerman.com. I'm using Thesis 1.6, and I remember that I spent so much time, uh, you know, working with Thesis to to build Podcast Answer Man. It was the first site that I'd ever used to uh, to do anything in Thesis, and I used a lot of open hook stuff. And when I actually went in and upgraded to 1.7, I noticed it it broke some stuff, and and uh, you know, I I think I'm gonna just have to bite the bullet and spend an afternoon make because I well of course I know a lot more about thesis now than I knew then and I have some suspicions as to what I did that actually broke it during the upgrade process and so uh, I think I'm ready to go in and, and upgrade podcast answer man to thesis 1.8 and now I know for a fact that I definitely want to I don't know if this was new in 1.7 or 1.8 but let me just say this if you have thesis 1.8 I know it's there because I've done this now for even multiple different clients as well as myself, and that is uh, when you click when you when you install Thesis 1.8, and then you go into Categories, you'll see that it added some additional fields that weren't there before. Before you just had name, slug, parent, description. That was it. But Thesis 1.8, and it might be in 1.7, I don't know, I can't speak to that right now, but I know Thesis 1.8 adds a title tag field, a meta description tag, keywords meta tag, and robots meta information. So that helps optimize your category page for better search engine results. That is totally awesome, by the way. And um, the other thing is, is that there are two other fields at the very bottom in the category listing. It says introductory headline and introductory content. And so in introductory hot uh, headline, I always put something like welcome to the such and such podcast or welcome to the blog cat, you know, the blog cat or whatever the case may be. That's your that's your title heading that's going to show up at the top of the page. Regardless of what your name or slug is for that category, this completely overwrites and and uh, and puts some really good valuable information in there. The introductory content is a box that you can put as much as you want. And this is all that header information. And you can put HTML code in there. And by the way, if you hear anything in the background, it sounds like my kids are out there on the swing screaming and having a great time. So I'm not going to bother them. So just bear with me on the screaming if you happen to hear it. So anyway, um, yeah, thesis 1.8 is what you need. Then you go to categories and you're looking to add your introductory headline, your introductory content, including any images, HTML, all of that coding, all of it works right inside of there. And that, my friend, is how I created that. And now you've helped me to realize that I need to finally get around to upgrading Podcast Answer Man to Thesis 1.8. Real quick, I want to just give you a review, uh, uh, let you know that I went to PodCamp Boston and had a great weekend with my wife, and it was just a totally awesome time. We've been we've been trying to get called up. I've been trying to get called up ever since I've been back. 
Whew, I, I'll tell you what, I've, I'm really excited. I'm really proud of myself for not letting myself get overwhelmed by the fact that right now there's, you know, just a little over 80 emails in my inbox and, and uh, you know, I've been recording podcasts all day today and I was working with two clients yesterday to help them get some stuff done and, uh, which by the way, check out barefootexecutive.net or .com, I can't, Carrie's got so many different uh, domains, oh no, barefootexecutive.tv. That's what it is, barefootexecutive.tv. Um, go go check out that site and um, subscribe to uh, uh, her iTunes. Uh, she's she's now got her video content in iTunes, which is cool. Uh, and then I've also been working with uh, easysmallbusinesshr.com, uh, helping switch some things around for her. She's still, she's still got some improvements to make on the header and design of her site down the road, but uh, we, we definitely solved some issues that she had uh, that was keeping her content from being posted. And uh, wow, that they're having fun out there. Anyway, so uh, at least it sounded like until they started crying. Anyway, uh, but yeah, PodCamp Boston was a great time. Uh, just trying to get caught up. And uh, I, well, let's see here. I, I guess what I'll do is I'll tell you that if you go to pod, or gspn.tv slash PCB5, which stands for PodCamp Boston 5, uh, there's a blog post that's already there. It shows our first two days. Uh, everything's pretty thoroughly uh, shared there. And then I've got another post. I just need to upgr- upload one more video to YouTube, and then I'm ready to, to finally release that second blog post, and that's going to be at gspn.tv slash pcb52. Um, and uh, I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Uh, and I let's see here. Links to blogs. I'm writing that here in my notes now. All right. So PodCamp Boston, it was great. The only thing I will say is that, wow, I've learned something over the last a trend in PodCamps recently. And that is that the the number of people who are attending those, um, there's always new people attending. And PodCamp Boston 2 was all about people who were so excited about podcasts. I mean, we had people who traveled from all over the world, Canada, the Scotland, the I mean, we had people from Germany. There were, there were people, all kinds of people all, from all over the world, all traveled to Boston for PodCamp Boston 2. It was out of this world. It, matter of fact, if you didn't know about podcasting, you were probably in, you were definitely in the minority in that group. Um, were there a couple? Were there probably a, a handful, a small section of people that didn't understand what podcasting was and and stuff like that? Yeah, there there were a handful, but a majority of the people. Wow, it was just like wow. We we came together. It was brainstorming. It was dreaming up big dreams together about what we could do with this new media content and all of this stuff. And I will tell you today, new media content producers are actually in the minority attending podcasts these days and it, these things are all filled with people who don't want something you know advanced they're looking for the basics and that's really uh, critical for me to understand and I, I think going into the future uh, I'm definitely going to do uh, sessions all about the basics of podcasting people just introducing people to podcasting so th- that that's really the trend that I'm seeing there and uh, excited to at least be able to get on top of that now. Uh, And one last thing, and let me just go ahead and play the music. I know my wife has dinner sitting up on the table for me. Hopefully it'll still be warm when I'm done here. 
But anyway, one last thing. The podcast, uh, the, the webinar that I'm getting ready to do, the Passive Income Webinar, I can't believe this, but there's still nine seats left. I, it, it blows my mind because I, I can't tell you. I am excited about attending the Passive Income Strategy for Podcasters webinar. Uh, folks, it, it's, I mean, in essence, it's $150. If you go there, go to podcastanswerman.com. There's a big RSVP li- link over on the right-hand side. There are 22 days left. You click the button. It says it's $200, but you get $50 off if you're on my mailing list. And so all you need to do is sign up for the mailing list and you'll immediately get an email from me saying, thanks for signing up. Here's a, a code to get $50 off for this, this webinar. Now, um, I mean, there are five people signed up already, and I and that's awesome. And I and I totally know from talking with them that they understand what they're going to get out of this. And and I did have one person, one of the five people, said, you know, can you can you tell me a little bit about what's going to be covered? And he's and uh, and I sent him the note, and he says, you know, well, that, I I pretty much know about those things and stuff like that. So maybe there'll be a you know a more advanced one down the road. And I said. You know what? Here's here's the situation. This is why I'm interested in this, um, and 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 I'm I plan to learn just as much as anybody else. I know a little bit about all of this stuff, but I'm looking to learn from Pat Flynn about the strategy of how to implement things. Like for example, I don't understand the you know the whole power of you know how how do you actually create a landing page that gets people to sign up for your mailing list and and entices people to to do you know, to tell other people about your mailing list. I don't understand about, you know, how do you send out emails? You know, when you send out a newsletter, what do you communicate? How often do you communicate? Um, You know, what, what is it that he's doing that makes his, uh, his passive income so profitable for him? And uh, he certainly has a lot of experience in this. And my friends, I am looking forward to what I will be learning in this session and I will tell you right now, uh, $150, I, I see this as an investment in the future of the monetization of your podcast. There is no doubt in my mind that anybody listening to this podcast who is serious about their podcast and thought, hmm, I wonder if there's a way to monetize this. Even if you have a membership model, even if you don't, you know, you're not looking to get rich any of this stuff, the, the fact is, is there is everybody I know that has a podcast who has a desire to have, you know, as much as 200, 300, 400 subscribers down the road. If you have at least that many, if you don't have it now, you plan to have it, this webinar will benefit you. I I, I am, I guarantee it. I, I mean, it, you're not going to get rich overnight. You're not going to make your first $150 the first day. Although I know of a way you could. Um, but anyway, go check it out. Podcastanswerman.com. The link's over on the right-hand side. God bless you all. I'll be back next week. Bye-bye.